Good afternoon and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy and it is such a pleasure to share with you today. I am going to do a mother to son episode. I haven't done one in a while, but I just feel compelled to do one based on several news stories that I've seen lately. And if you're not familiar with Bad Thought Therapy and my mother to son segment, It's basically when the message that I give is really directed toward young men. Um, I am a mother, but I did not give birth to a male. I'm the mother of a beautiful daughter, 33-year-old daughter, who just turned 33 last week. Um, But I have given birth to many sons as an educator from my heart. From my heart, I have given birth to young men that came through my classroom years ago And many of them, for whatever the reason, they didn't have a woman in their life to share life lessons with them. And I would talk to these young men, and I'm very happy to know that many of them have gone on to do amazing things, great things. They are married. They have children. They're great husbands. They're great fathers. They have businesses. They are law-abiding citizens. They have character. And it just warms my heart to know that. And so I decided to share some of the life lessons that I shared with them at large, just make a, try to share that to, with a larger audience. And so today I want to talk about um, letting go, letting go and letting, getting out of bad relationships. Um, I'm going to say three names, and these three names have been in the news at various times in the last few years. But the first one is Dr. Tamara O'Neill, who is an emergency room doctor, Angela Bledsoe, and Aisha Frazier Mason. And these are all three black women who are no longer here with us because they were killed. And they were killed by their lovers, by the people who were supposed to love them. And this is a very hard episode because I am a mother or daughter. Um, and I want to be very mindful of, you know, of that. And I just want to encourage young men and old men to, um, to not do this to women and how to avoid this from happening. And it's, it's always painful, no matter how you look at it. And it doesn't have to happen. That's the one thing I want to say is that it does not have to happen. So um, in each of these cases, one case, in um, Dr. O'Neill's case, she broke off her engagement. Um, The young man that she was engaged to had been married before and had some issues with violence, domestic violence. And um, she broke off the engagement and he went to the hospital and not only did he shoot her, but he also shot um, some other people. And I think he killed them as well, pharmacists and some other people. And then we have another story of a woman. Um, She engaged in an adulterous affair with a man. And as a result of that, they got together. But then she was allegedly getting, this is not justification now for killing anybody. This is not justification. But she was getting ready to go into another relationship. And her killer, who was just um, convicted of murder in New York, um, he has not been sentenced yet. He uh, killed her, and um, 
And so now he's going to prison, but she is dead. And then we have Aisha Frazier Mason. And the reason why I do bad thought therapy is because I understand that all bad outcomes first start with bad thoughts. It's about what's in your head. It's about what you believe. It's about your value system. And in order for you to have better thoughts and have better, a better life, you have to change sometimes our bad thoughts. Because sometimes initially, we don't even have the thought that we're supposed to have. And I, I, I'll be the first to say I don't have the right attitude about things. Um, I have to work through my thoughts, so to speak, in order to get to a very good and healthy place so that I have better outcomes. And that's what I want to say to you and encourage you. The first thing I want to say that I know, um, we grow up in a society that in some ways promotes violence in very direct ways and very subtle ways. There is a lot of violence in our movies and our entertainment um, with what some people call entertainment. There are, there's a lot of violence in games that people play. Um, some psychologists believe that we are violent by nature so that violence is just a part of our human nature and that we have to talk how not to be violent because naturally we're violent. So you have that school of thought. Um, and then you have people that grow up and that's all they see is violence. They, they grow up in neighborhoods where people resolve their issues by fighting or by hurting other people. And sometimes that even ends up in death or it ends up in a hospitalization. And when you grow up like that, for some people, it almost seems normal. Violence just almost seems like the normal way to respond to situations. So I'm doing this episode to say that violence is never an accident. It should never be the thing that we do to resolve our problems or respond to something that we don't like, we don't feel good about, or we think is wrong. Violence is not the way. The only time that we should engage in um, using a weapon if we have to or violence is when it is truly, truly in self-defense. So if somebody is trying to hurt you, by all means, son, do what you can to stop them. And you, you have, and that's, I believe that is, you know, godly. Um, I don't believe that we have to walk around and let people hurt us, but I do believe it's only when you are, you know, minding your own business and someone's coming in your space and they're trying to hurt you and your family in a malicious way, should you then engage in violence as a means of self-defense. But that is the only time. There is never a justification of hurting someone and God knows killing someone because a person hurts you um, emotionally or they do something you don't like or they do something you don't want them to do. There is never a justification. And the best thing to do when it comes to relationships, you have to get out. You have to get out of those relationships before you end up either on the six o'clock news in prison or dead. In the case of um, Dr. O'Neill's killer, he ended up um, being killed. And um, I don't know if it was self-inflicted or the police killed him, but anyway, um, he's no longer with us. So. The point I'm trying to make is, is that how do you avoid that? <clears throat> I want to talk about that. The first thing is, some people need a lot of healing. Broken people and hurt people hurt people. You've probably heard that statement before, but it's very true. It's a very simple 
um, sentence, but it's true. It, people who are hurting, they're more likely to hurt others. And this, I know this is easier said than done. One of the things you want to do if you find yourself in a very emotionally fragile state, you want to try to heal before you're in a relationship. You want to get out of relationships because when you're very fragile emotionally and you haven't and you may have some unresolved issues, you may have felt like you were neglected or betrayed or unloved, or you may be dealing with feelings of inadequacy. Trying to deal with all that in you and then trying to deal with someone else is only going to end up in a bad situation. Either you're going to be going through a whole lot of negative emotions, um, or you can, again, you could end up losing your freedom, you could end, end up getting killed, you can end up um, in the hospital. Just so many bad outcomes come from that. And what no one ever says to people is to get out of relationships when you're like that and take a season. It does not have to be permanent. It does not have to be long-term, but take some time to heal. And I know that the reason why that's so hard because a lot of people get in relationships not because of love, not because they truly want to be in a relationship. They do it for economic reasons. It's, you know, they live with somebody so they can, you know, it's hard it's hard to make it just be honest it costs a lot to live and you know you're in a situation with housing so you say okay I'll have a roommate I'll live with this person maybe I'll you know maybe we can't have a relationship and for the economic purpose people are living together but the problem with that is is that I say that the economic issue is um, going to be canceled out if someone is dead or someone ends up in the hospital or you end up in prison. It's not even worth it. It's not worth saving on your rent if you're going to end up losing your freedom and being able to breathe fresh air and being able to make decisions. And you don't want to go to prison. Trust and believe. I've read enough books and known enough people that you do not. Prison is not a place you want to be. And of course, you don't want to be hospitalized or having to deal with some medical issues because of violence you just don't want to be there and you don't have to and that's what I want to say to you sons that you can live you can live long and you can live a good life but the first thing is the reason why we have so much domestic violence is because we have so much so much brokenness and what you have to do somehow some way is you have to take time to heal and I recommend not being in a relationship at all. But if you are in a relationship and for whatever the reason you don't feel like you can get out or you don't want to get out, then you must begin the hard, arduous journey. But it is so worth it on finding ways to heal your mind, your pain, and whatever has happened to you, your trauma. It is possible to heal. Now, some people are suffering from emotional things, mental things because of real medical issues. For example, there could be a chemical imbalance. If you're not getting, you know, a certain diet, you're not getting enough nutrients, it can throw things off. If you have used alcohol and drugs, it could really mess you up in ways that are very haunting because it's hard to recover from that. It's very possible, but those are chemicals. 
And so when you intake those chemicals, they do change the body, they change the brain. Um, and you have to you have to deal with that. But some of what I deal with, when I, especially when I had my business, is people who just went through trauma. They experienced terrible things, neglect, um, abuse, rape, violence themselves. And the pain of that and not knowing how to process that in the right ways can cause so many problems. And then people get, again, people get in relationships for different reasons. And sometimes it's not even about love, but you have to heal. The first, and I, I'm going to be honest, and I, you know, I don't apologize really for my beliefs, but I believe that the best way to heal is spiritual and spiritual healing is is real it is possible to heal spiritually and what i mean by that is i'm not talking about going to a church i'm not talking about reading a book what i'm talking about is you first connecting to the creator of this universe there is something that is bigger and beyond our humanity and when how do i know that well i just look at the sun and i know that man did not make the sun I know that man did not make the moon, and I know he didn't make the stars. And I know that all these different species of animals and trees and flowers and fish, all these different things, I know that man did not create these. That being that some of us in the English call God, that's what I mean when I say connect with him, because that is the first step for me and ultimately the biggest and the greatest step for healing is to make that connection. And so you may be asking, well, how do I make that connection? And it's not as hard as you think. And what it simply means is that you begin to communicate with this being. And we call that prayer. So what I recommend is, you know, having moments of of solitude and quiet where you're not talking, you're not your phone is turned completely off, your television, your radio, any electronic device, they're all turned completely off and you are alone and you're by yourself. And you begin to talk to God. And if you have never done this, I say it's important to invite him in, to just have like a casual conversation. Hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm here because I heard this podcast and the lady was saying, I need to collect, connect with you and I'm here and I invite you in and I want to know more about you and let him know what's going on. If you are hurting, tell him. If you feel betrayed, tell him. If you feel neglected, tell him. Whatever it is. And the beautiful thing is when you're in a quiet place and no one is there and you are pouring out your heart, you're releasing all these things that are inside because whatever is inside is going to come out. And so you want to release what is in you in a healthy way because if you don't then in the negative comes out in a negative way that's how you end up hurting somebody or yourself and so you want to pour everything out and the good news is this you never have to worry about your business in the streets because it is not going to be repeated god does not a spirit is not going to repeat your information you don't have to feel ashamed you don't have to feel judged and you don't have to worry you can talk to him anytime Unlike you might can't call a friend at four o'clock in the morning, but you can talk to the creator 24-7, seven days a week, and he is there. And you have to understand that doing this is so critical for your healing 
so that you can then be in really healthy relationships. But until you do this, you're never going to feel like you are in, in control of what's happening to you and your emotions. And so you have to go to him. You have to listen. Now, listening is a little different because you have to get quiet. And when you invite him in with a sincere heart and you say, God, I sincerely want to know you and you open your heart, he will begin to speak to you. And how do you know that he's speaking to you? Well, that some of the answers to your questions, some of the issues that you never had addressed, God will be able to address these things spiritually. Thoughts will come. He will send messengers. Sometimes a person will just start talking to you about something that was in your mind that you might not have ever shared. Or you might see, you know, he does it a lot of times through, you know, media. You know, you might be watching something about me on YouTube and a video pops up and it was dealing with the very thing that you had concerns about. But he will begin to get the message in you that you need to get. The only thing that you need to know is that when you tap into the spiritual realm, you have to understand there is there are two forces. There's good and there is evil. And once you tap into the good, that's when the evil will get busy. And that's when you have to fight with everything you have because it's a fight. You have to fight and resist letting darkness have control. And what you do is you resist and you say no. You make up your mind. You draw a line in the sand and say, I am not going to hurt anybody or myself. I am going to do the right thing. I am a noble man. I am a righteous man. And whatever evil thoughts or bad thoughts that come to your mind, what you don't realize is that you don't have to act on them. You can rebuke them. You can cast them down. You don't have to listen to those voices. And over the years, I've heard stories where people have done some really horrible things. And when asked why they did those things, they'll say something like, well, a voice told me to do it or something was telling me to do it. But here's the thing. You don't have to listen to the voice. You can tell that voice no. You can tell that voice to shut up. And this is something that we don't really, people don't talk about because they're embarrassed by it. And there's still this stigma with mental illness. Even though everybody's talking about mental health, no one wants to share, well, hey, you know, a voice told me to do something really weird, and they don't want to share that. And I don't say share it. I say talk to God about it. You don't have to share it with anybody because guess what? They will not tell you. Everybody has those so-called weird thoughts. But everybody doesn't act on those thoughts because they understand where they come from, and they come from the spirit of darkness. What you need to know is that the spirit of light, God's power, is greater than anything and everything together. That no demon from hell, nothing negative has to control you. And it won't if you make up your mind today, it will not. That is the first step to healing. And this is not a one-time thing. This is something that you have to commit to every day, every day every single day, maybe even all through the day, you have to begin to talk to God, find that quiet place to pray, to settle yourself. One very critical thing to healing is even though we go through bad things and everybody goes through bad things, and and when I say that, I want you to understand I'm not trying to trivialize your bad thing because sometimes people will do that and say, well, I went through this too. No, it didn't feel the same way for you as it does for me, but it is something to note that all humans go through challenges. 
What you want to do though, and this is another major critical part of your healing, is you want to find the good in your life. In other words, in spite of the pain, in spite of all the negativity, you're still here. And you still have a certain amount of your sanity and your maybe your health and your strength. And what you want to do is begin to focus on the things that you do have. You want to focus on what is good, not the bad. If you survive something in your past that was very evil, very dark, it could have been really, really dark, rape or um, being neglected, being hurt, being abused. What you want to understand is that that is something that cannot be reversed, but it is the past. It is over. Meaning that even though it cannot be undone, we cannot reverse it. It is done. And don't try to understand the pain. Sometimes we are stuck in this space of um, where we can't get over the pain because we're trying to understand it. Like, why did it happen? And I can't believe this person did this. That You don't have to understand it. Just know that you're still here and you're still standing. And that as long as you have breath and life in you, you are able to overcome and do things amazing good things that you never thought possible but you have to stop looking back you have to stop focusing on the past which cannot be reversed even if it's something you did yourself and I'm going to go back I'm going to talk about forgiveness in a few minutes because it's a part of your healing but you cannot go back and reverse time so there's no need in thinking about that because it has already happened and what living in the past will do it will prevent you from moving forward and living a good life today and in the future. You cannot reverse the past, period. So if you've done something bad or somebody has done something bad to you, thinking about that over and over again, ruminating over that, trying to psychoanalyze that is not going to help you because it cannot be undone. What all you have is today, which leads me to another critical part of your healing so you don't end up hurting yourself and others son I want you to know you don't ever have to do that and even if someone you know and I'm thinking about domestic violence they cheat on you or they do something you don't like or they say something you don't like what you want to do is get out of a toxic relationship somebody cheats on you if a woman cheats on you and you chose that kind of woman let her go you can unchoose her so if you choose a woman and she, you know, commits infidelity on you, you can unchoose her. You can let her go. You don't have to kill her. You don't have to attack her. Let her go. Live and let live. And let me tell you, you will find something better if you take time to heal, which I'm, I need to talk about this, forgiveness. That F word is critical. Forgiveness is so critical to your healing. First, you must forgive yourself because even though oftentimes when we're in pain we're looking at other people and we want to say it was this person it was that person it was that experience and ultimately in the end we still have to forgive ourselves first because sometimes we'll even say you know I made this happen or I could have done more to get out of this situation I could have prevented that and really and honestly you don't need to do that it's over the past cannot be undone. Don't let yourself, don't let that 
be the ruminating thought in your mind. Forgive yourself. It's simple. Forgive yourself and ask for forgiveness from the same creator of the planets that we know of and those that we don't and ask him to forgive you and then you have to forgive anybody and everybody that hurt you. Let them go mentally. Forgiveness is really releasing the thoughts that you have regarding them, releasing them back to God. It's mental. It's spiritual. Let them go. And I'm going to say this, and this a lot of people may not agree with this. I say, you know, sometimes you can't have them in your life. And that's really hard to do. Because sometimes the people that we need to forgive that have done the most damage are the people in our families. And you don't have to hate them. Hate If you hate, it'll hurt you. So don't hate people. Hate hurts you. And hurt, it can hurt other people, but it mainly hurts you. you. But you have to let people go. You have to love people and let them go. And the same thing with this volatile relationship. If you're with a woman and you chose a woman that has cheated on you, that has lied, that has tried to steal from you, that has tried to use you, you've made that choice, unchoose that person. Let go is worth it. It's not worth living with a person and you know that there are all these volatile feelings and thoughts and then you end up hurting this person and you end up, you know, getting hurt and going to jail and getting killed, you know, and all it's not worth it. Live and let live. But it takes you taking the time every single day. And you can know what? I know some people, this is amazing because some people have said, I remember asking a young man once, you know, do you pray? And he was like, no. no. Every now and then, no, this is something you have to take. You'll work at five minutes a day. Increase it to maybe 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes, until you can get up to at least 30 minutes a day where there is total silence, where there are no distractions, where there's nothing tuned in. Because here's the bottom line and here's the truth. The life that you have right now, son, it really doesn't belong to you. We're only stewards of this life. Our lives belong to God. I was in the room when someone took, my sister took her last breath. And I know my sister did not want to die. I know that she was not on the death wish. She did not want to die. She wanted to live. But you see, our lives don't belong to us. The one who owns our life, God, when he comes to take it, it, there is nothing we can do. And that is why we must understand that while we have life, we cannot take it for granted. We cannot abuse it and misuse it. I had to ask God to forgive me so I can get, I'm overweight and I'm trying to get my health together. And I had to ask God to forgive me for not being a good steward over this temple that holds my soul. And you have to understand, it does, your life doesn't belong to you. You want to do the right thing and the best thing with the life that belongs to God and be pleasing to God. Don't think about, we spend so much time in our head thinking about what we want. No, in your prayers, ask God what he wants you to do. Ask God, how can you be honorable? How can you honor him with the life that belongs to him and him only? And when you begin to live this way and be mindful of this, you can't just walk around doing things that hurt people. God is displeased 
when we intentionally and we maliciously hurt people and we know we're hurting people. Yes, sometimes we do hurt people and we don't even know we're doing it. We're, it's, not, it's not coming from malicious intent. We're not trying to destroy a person. But when you do that, God knows it. And there are no secrets from him. You can't keep a secret from him. Everything you try to hide from the public and from people, it, it may be exposed later, but God knows. And that is why real character is not what you do in front of people. It is what you do when no one is looking. And make sure that whatever you're doing, just, just imagine him looking over your shoulder because he is. Is it pleasing to him? Is this something he wants you to do? Without this, you can't heal and you can't stop hurting yourself and others. There is no reason to ever hurt a human being because they did something you don't like or they betrayed you. Only in absolute self-defense. Yes, you may have to do something, but even then, do your best not to take life, maybe to stop them. My time is up. These episodes are only 30 minutes long, and I want to go ahead and stop here. But if you need a one-on-one session, email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. It is totally free. It is all audio. May God richly bless you and keep you always. Take care.